Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Welcome to the Bass and Brews podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alex from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. Hey, oh, this is the way. What is that supposed to be? Have you been on a boat this long? It's the, it's the fucking Mandalorian. Yeah, I understand, but what's the... And I see you looking the at the time clock. You better not beat that shit out either. <laughs> what's up, everybody? I'm Alex with Swamp Rat Fishing. We've got the co-hostess with the Moses. Just like that whole intro said, the jabber hammer, Paul Roberts. And I'm back, people. I'm back at home. I'm back in Jersey. I'm not in a Motel 6 doing this fucking show. I am ecstatic. Y'all make sure, you if you don't look at this on the YouTube, you need to make sure you get a video, I mean, an audio visual of this. So at least go watch the first 30 seconds to a minute. Paul, buddy, how you been? Well, not much since you left. I have gained more weight. I have still not caught a lot of fish and uh, I get the podcast out promptly between six o'clock AM Friday morning and two o'clock PM. The, uh, the old, uh, and instead of hitting people on their morning drive, Paul's been hitting them on their, uh, their evening drive home on Sunday when it's supposed to be out on Friday. You know, things like this happen when, when, when you have, have built this entire bass and bruise, uh, things like this happen when you lose three quarters of the Empress. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight, uh, one, I'm stoked to be back. Uh, real quick, thanks to everybody uh, for all the nice words, uh, everything while I was gone. But uh, I'm done. Retirement ceremony is in like a week and a half. Uh, I won't be leaving anytime soon. So uh, big thanks again to uh, Paul holding down the fort, maintaining Big props, actually. Uh, we just talked about this, but uh, Paul didn't miss a week, and I even gave him an out a couple times. And Paul, you did fantastic hitting that show every single week. So thank you for that. Well, yeah, and I would like to thank the guests that came on and had a good time because we sure enough did that. And, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But I'm going to hop on out of here, and you and Keith are going to take this shit over because I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm just kidding. I ain't going nowhere. He ain't going anywhere. Um, but yeah, we're I back. I am glad. Go ahead. I said we're back. I uh, am glad to interrupt I you, hate you. I again hate you. and sit back and and be the handsome man that I'm a supposed to be, and just wait for you to say dumb shit and talk shit. So you know, um, I'm glad to be back just to just to sit here and act the fool. 
You're the fucking worst, Paul. Anyways, our guest is not the worst. We and if got y'all Keith. don't know yet, go oh, follow me. Killing me already. On, <laughs> y'all go follow me on on the Tiki Tack at Jabberhammer. Uh, I don't put out no good shit. It's it's pretty stupid. But go follow me because I'll get to a thousand so I can start doing some lives. Oh, I can't even imagine. We we've got to figure out how to like live stream us doing the podcast or the after hours show. Well, we can't live. We can't live. We can't do. We cannot record any after hours shit. But we can set up a GoPro each, and mm. I don't know how that will work. We need to figure out how to do it a live stream. I bet there's a way. Ramon, when you listen to this, <laughs> help us out. That's instantly the guy I was thinking of. I was like, all right, it's out there. Hey, Ramon will figure it out by Saturday. And our guest tonight might be able to know how to help us because he's uh, you know, he's one of the bigger Tiki Tack stars we've had. He is. Keith, how What's are up, you, guys? Brother? Good, fellas. How are y'all? Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm excited. Wonderful. I'm ready to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to have you on the show. It's going to be awesome. Uh, look, he's got the Mandalorian going, so I'm kind of sitting back here in the Death Star, just kind of uh, taking this all in. You know, first time on Bass and Brews, totally pumped about this shit. I'm well, excited. Well, I'm a little less excited that there's two Star Wars nerds, obviously, uh, on the show. No, I've never seen Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars. I've just heard of the Mandalorian and the Death Star. That's it. Never seen them. Right. Have I'm, no clue. I'm not a. I'm not a nerd, but y'all know how I like to dress up, and my son had his. He was the Mandalorian for the Halloweens, and, um, you know, I saved this face mask for for later podcasts that I might be invited upon. I'm back now, Paul. Nobody's going to invite you to any podcast. I'm I'm Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Well, well, you you don't get invited. You just show up and wreck their shit. <laughs> show up and win. All right, Keith. <laughs> let's. Uh, wait, 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 Paul. How do you do this? I haven't done this forever. So let let me do my best, Paul. All right, Keith, so you're on Bass and Brews, and uh, I want to know how you came here to this spot right here, right now. So I ended up in this small, shitty podunk town in North Carolina and got stuck <laughs> going to have a drink with Paul at some podunk bar with a bunch of bubbles in it, and, uh, you know, here I am. There were a couple of bubbets, too. Were they really, though? They were they were a hundred percent bubbets. They were oh, yeah, bubbas, yeah, yeah. bubbets. Get what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm I'm just thankful. I mean, I got hit on after after you left from from that place. They said that you were like I was the second choice. So I guess that's Look, still kind of a win. You know, if you had a bigger beard, if you had a bigger beard, one of them might have took you home. A perfect example of why I kind of trimmed it down a little bit. <laughs> all right keith how did you uh ha- like like how did you get into fishing how did you uh get into this whole whole world where we're at now well i mean I, I don't know of a better way to put it than i lost a testicle um so testicular cancer survivor oh. always fish i know that says you know um but yeah, testicular cancer survivor. So when COVID happened, I, I've fished all my life. You know, I'm from Alabama. That you, you got one one of three things you get to do: sleep with your cousin, hunt, or fish. Um, all <laughs> of my shrimp. cousins, all of my cousins had more chest hair than me, so I was a little, I was a little put off by that. Um, but no, I, I've so I fished all my life, and then um, and in 2020, uh, my wife and I, had, you know, I think everybody had a had a tough year. 
Uh, COVID happened. A uh, couple blessings in disguise. Um, my wife and I got to adopt a, a two-year-old who was in a, a, in a uncomfortable situation for any child. I uh, found out I had testicular cancer. Um, and I said at that point, you know what, I'm going to go back to doing what I like to do in my life and I'm going to start fishing again. I love it, man. I think, uh, th- this year that I've had the break from fishing, I realized how much like it's meant, like how much it means to me to be out there on the water, uh, and, and just do the whole thing is, uh, has meant a lot. And it's, uh, it sounds like you found the same thing with that. Yeah, I just had to find me again, you know, like, I mean, I, I, look, I served, you know, served the United States Navy. Thank you for all that's listening that have served or have family members that served, first of all. Uh, so I got, you know, I got to serve our great country. Um, and then, then at, you know, 38 years old and what I felt like was possibly some of the better health conditions in my life to find out I had testicular cancer was just like a, for a lack of better words, a swift kick in the nuts. Yeah. Um, so at some point you got to decide you, you got to start doing you again. And that was that moment. That was that breaking moment. That I was, I decided I'm going to start competitively kayak fishing. And, um, it's just kind of been, it's been just a, a whirlwind since then. Did, were you primarily boat fishing, bank fishing? Did you have kayak fishing experience before that? <clears throat> like what, what was that prior experience fishing? I started fishing uh, kind of, I guess you call it competitively in like 1992 with my dad and some local clubs. He needed a little co, you know, so it was an opportunity for me to get to spend some time with my dad. Uh, but, but I've always had the saying is I, I would, I would fish from the empire state building in a mud hole if I thought I could catch fish. Hmm. Um, however, never had been on a kayak. So the first day I was on a kayak, I turned it over like four times. And I was like, <laughs> I'm never doing this shit again, ever, <laughs> ever. What shitty kayak? And, were uh, I was in a Pelican catch 100 from <laughs> your big ass you know, in a damn nine, nine and three no shit. You know, I, I go, I go six foot two ten at the time, you know, and I'm like, shit, I can handle this. No, it handled me. <laughs> what are you, uh, what are you in now? Let's get this out of here. I know I've been off the show for a while. I want to get back to some more kayak hate. Some more, uh, you know, the real traditions of this show where I'm going to judge the guests on their brand of kayak. So what are you in right now? Uh, so right now I'm in a uh, Old Town Topwater 120 PDL, but now I have it decked out with live scope, uh, Garmin electronics, motor guide XI3. You know, I mean, it's a full-blown competitive kayak. I love to hear that because uh, all those months off, uh, I mean, we could rewind, uh, Paul, what was that, like a year ago? Where uh, you had your squeaky drive issue in your uh, in your Hobie, and uh, I think I only used my kayak so far this year like four times because I was gone. I went out right before I left for Florida. I went out for uh, and it worked just fine, no issues. I've got the uh, the top water, no problem. We've already covered the squeaky shit. There were some prior issues with the used Hobie that I bought with the with the drive that I wouldn't didn't know about. And not only that, you know what? When you when you use shit and when you can fish for real, like I can, versus how you fish, you know, shit wears out. I mean, you know, I have to change my line about once every, you know, two or three months 
You, on the other hand, probably haven't put new line on your reels in two years. No, it's because I just leave the lures on, and I just uh, don't break <laughs> off, and I land all the fish. It's really easy Bullshit. to do you, you have casted more lures off <laughs> casting on your YouTube than you have caught fish. Uh, uh, at the time of recording, I'm just releasing my first video coming back uh, on YouTube. Uh, I love my ending on it. It's where I literally snag a tree so hard i just fucking give up and i look at the camera and i go i'm done it's over and that's how the video it's it's funny you say that alex because i've recently just started kind of teaching the wife how to fish with fake bait right she's always been you know crappie or catfish or whatever so she's using fake bait now i'm teaching her how to kayak fish in that same piece of shit kayak that i flipped four times (laughs) um she now, probably, however, she, she's probably a boss in that thing. Though. Oh, listen, she's a pro. Look, she stands up and pisses in it all the time. I mean, you know, <laughs> she does her business. Me, I, if I sneeze wrong, I'm swimming. Um, but I, the first thing I tried to tell her is like, I'm, I'm like, look, Thompson, when you're out there on the water, hook sets are free. And then like, it wasn't like five minutes later, I've got this, you know, one of my better rods and. I guess I, uh, I put a shaky head in the bottom of a root and I gave it a free hook set. It was not free. I had to buy a new rod and reel. Um, yeah, so so everybody that says that hook sets are free, they, they are free until they're not. Right, exactly. I uh, Paul's referencing uh, Josh hooked up north, was nice enough to send me some prototypes of his swim jigs. I was so excited. I came home uh, for about three weeks in the spring. We were in the middle of two deployments, and uh, – I was so excited to fish this swim jig. He made it in a color that he thought would work well on this tidal river that I fish. And it was the very first cast. I snapped that bitch off and it thing went all the way, not even in the yard where I was fishing, but like (laughs) the next like county over. Like, and I was just like, well, fuck. And then Paul uh, thought it was cute to roast me on YouTube for it. So it was, it was, yeah. Look, it happens. I mean, you know, those, those sixteen, seventeen dollar jackhammers, you know, I told I told Tath, I'm like, look, I'm not putting one of these sixteen or seventeen dollar jackhammers on your your rod and reel because you're just learning, you know. I've got her out there with like a, a speed worm with a swim jig head on it, and here I go, I throw out a damn seventeen dollar chatterbait and wrap it around four oak trees, and she's like, yeah, them some bitches are expensive. You should probably stop throwing them. <laughs> so. You, I think you opened yourself up for a lot of questions telling her how much a, a lure costs. Because she's like, oh, well, how much does this cost? And how much is this one costing? Hold up. Where's, where the hell all this money coming from? Yeah, she's she's quickly learned that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm minus seven on the fucking jackhammers while she's still working on the same bag of speed worms that were four dollars and 49 cents and she, look i'm catching more fish she's catching bigger fish so i don't hear the end of it oh there we go there we go hey i want to back up a hair so when when folks get some kind of cancer diagnosis a lot of them talk about you know sitting back and, and thinking about their life and what they've done and uh you know all this stuff, did you have that epiphany, I'll call it, where you sat back and were like, you know what, I'm going to start doing the shit that I want to do. And I know you said that already. How did how did fishing feel that that vision for you when, when you had, 
you're probably a, a time in there where you're thinking, shit, I don't know if I'm going to be here in six months or a year right now. How did fishing fill that void or how did fishing get you to think about life differently? Well, so, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a, an odd, I guess, funny, odd story. I mean, it's not funny and odd because I've never joke about anybody that's ever, to, excuse me, had to go through that. Um, I actually found out on Tuesday that it was cancer and I had surgery to move it on Thursday. That was my, that was my time frame to figure shit out. Um, I had been dealing with some problems, some, and, and, and I ask you this I, to pause in the middle of that story, gentlemen, um, check yourself, check yourself. It's, it's, you know, it's a serious matter. Um, I think I fought mine longer than I should. I fought the thought of what it could be. The wife was on me, go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. Well, as a veteran, they want to give you halls, cough drops and band-aids and ibuprofen for everything. So I'm like, I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going to the doctor. But finally it got guys. I mean, you couldn't be intimate in the bedroom. Um, you know, you couldn't it, walking around. Wasn't comfortable. If you sneeze, took a deep breath. It just, it got to where it was uncomfortable for me. And I had to go. Uh, I went and had an ultrasound on Monday. I went back to the urologist on Tuesday. Uh, they confirmed it was testicular cancer. It was actually stage two. So it was, um, it was still early enough, but far enough along that I needed to have something done. I had surgery on Thursday to have it removed. So I had 48 hours to tell my kids that I had cancer Hmm. to talk about it with my wife, because it is a reproductive organ, even though she's in a position where she couldn't, you know, she couldn't have any more kids. Um, but we're doing this, and, and, and again, I mind you, it's COVID. So we're doing this in a time where the world is shut down. Mm-hmm. And so I'm walking around my house with this gauze diaper on, and I'm looking out some old saltwater reels from when I was in the Navy and we were stationed in Virginia Beach. And I'm like, hey, I told her, I said, you know, Tatham, look, I can't sit around and not do the things that I love to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, spending time with her, spending time with the kids, all extremely valuable. But if, if, if you don't find what you like to do in life, none of that matters. You can't please everybody all the time. You got to find a way to make yourself happy. Uh, so I went out, uh, you know, I think like seven days after I had testicular cancer surgery, I'm out buying a kayak that I had never been in a kayak before, which was not brilliant. But again, I am from Alabama. Um <laughs> So, so I guess that's where I kind of put it all together, guys. You know, I mean, that, that 48-hour period and that first week walking around in a, in a gauze diaper, I learned two things. I learned I love kayak fishing. I learned I would never wear underwear again the rest of my life. So I've been <laughs> kayak fishing and commando ever since then. Well, Lord, don't gain 40 pounds like I have. Your ass, will be, your ass and thighs will be chafing so damn much, you got to start putting draws on. <laughs> I'm not sure what I would do if I had to wear them again. Like if somebody said, "Hey, it's a it's a law. You have to wear underwear." Put my ass in prison. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so we went from that. And what made you want to kind of start putting everything online, the social media? I, I always find it very kind of uh, interesting when people transition. <laughs> Usually, this outdoors thing is kind of a solitary thing, and it's definitely not known for being up on trends, right? So when I, that's why we do this show, right? There's a, there is a large group of fishermen that are starting to move in and do more of these things. Oh, Paul, I hate you. Uh, More of these anglers 
who are, are doing these things online. They're doing social media, TikTok, all the other stuff. What made you want to do that? Alex, uh, let me ask you this, Alex. How old are yeah. you? 38. 38. Okay, so I'm 40. So we're close. I think we're yep. all three pretty close in age. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. How many bad days that you've had in front of you have you survived? Uh, plenty. A ton. All of them, because you wouldn't yeah. be doing this podcast today. Yeah. So every bad day that you've had in front of you, you've survived. No matter bad, how bad your days were, somebody else has had it worse. Mm-hmm. So you take, I, I, I like to, I, I want to grow the sport of kayak, not just kayak fishing, but, but mainly kayak fishing. I want to grow the sport of kayak fishing and, and, and fishing in general for everyone so that they can take, and no matter how bad those days are, Enjoy the creation around us. So I show moments of weakness that I have on, on my social medias. Like when I when I have a down moment, you can see it. It's there. Uh, and that's not me looking for pity. That's letting everybody else know that I'm normal. I have down moments. But then when I have those bright moments where I'm out there in nature and I'm fishing and, and there's some positivity to it, it's – I'd say 95% of the time I go fishing, it's not even about fishing. You know, so so you take it to social media, which is the biggest vocal platform or visual platform in the world. You take it to social media and you let everybody see that no matter how bad their days are, they've survived all of them. If they see my next video, they've survived every bad day they've had to that point. And how can I help brighten your day? Something funny, something comedic show you my weaknesses, whatever the case may be. I think that's a, that's a really strong uh, kind of like path you're running on that. I think that's a very uh, truthful way to put it out there. I think that's pretty, pretty fucking cool, man. I think that's pretty what, fucking cool. Yeah. And what we see with social media over the last few years, what we've seen in the growth of it, we've seen a lot more, of the the raw content, the uncut stuff, uh, kind of like the, the real real life shit. That content has done a lot better from from cooking and all this other stuff. And obviously, we're all into fishing. We follow a lot of so- fishing social media content, and you can see a lot more of that content hitting where folks are showing the good, the bad, the ugly, the regular shit of fishing. It's just not a montage of fish catches or big fish or this and that. I like that content. I like that content that is quote unquote real and where I get to see people getting hung up and you know, you people losing shit and throwing a rod off their, their kayak or their boat. No, I like that stuff. I like to see kind of that, that play out of the day. That is the thing that I've been drawn to. Uh, you know, when we were up there fishing y'all for the KFL match, which again, I'm thankful for that because that, that was an opportunity for me and you to meet, you know, and like yeah. you're, you're in North Carolina, I'm in Alabama. Like we don't get to see each other. We don't get, but you've got my phone number. You, if you're ever having a bad day, you know how to reach out to me, vice versa. We talk about this podcast. We can talk about whatever. I mean, that's the opportunity that, that the outdoors brings you because it's so serene. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, I heard you mention deployment. What branch are you are you in? Um, Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Well, well, first of all, thank you for your service. I was in the Navy, so 
Not much different except where I ride real boats and you ride small boats. There we go. There we go. Hold on. Hold on. One of us is the longest seagoing service. Thank you very much. It's not the Navy. It's the Coast Guard. When he paused, I was was waiting on him to come with some bullshittery. And he waited. He thanked you first. He thanked you first, and then he came in with the bullshit. That's strong. I was waiting on that. Shit. I didn't serve, so I love to hear. I love to hear Alex and the and the former military guests give each other shit. But but all, all jokes aside, Alex, you think about it. Twenty two a day. Twenty two veterans a day. I'm a veteran, so I take that into a lot of pride. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Again, my lighting is not great, but if you guys can see, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I wear. Um, so, so again, for anybody that served, find somebody, find an outlet, find, find a group of people that you enjoy being around, find somebody that, you know, there's so many people, it, 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 we, we deal with them every day. They, they want to hear, they want to give you all of their opinions or their thoughts, but they never want to listen to yours. Find somebody that wants to hear your word because your word is valuable. So it's just somebody, your word is valuable. So, you know, you take, Cancer, having served and went through what I went through, uh, having to get out, finding fishing again, finding people like Paul and now yourself, Alex. That is to me what what being on the water means. That's what being on social media means. Um, you know, we can cut up and joke and have, but then then there's a serious aspect that uh, uh, I take it back to somebody else is always having a worse day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, it's important to stress. Like, so, so you mentioned, so like I, I got into fishing late. I did it as a kid. A lot of people have already heard the story, but I I think, so it hit me when I got home, obviously it was wonderful to come home. Wonderful to see my girl and my wife again. It was magnificent. Like I've I've been away from them for a year. It was great. Uh, That was probably the hardest year personally for me ever. Right. Um, But getting out on the water and this is initially like I, I started fishing because I just left a ship, very demanding ship. I had to give so much and I had two kids while I was on the ship. So it was a lot of like, you know, balancing, you know what I'm talking about that work life balance. And I did not do it very well. I had to find something and I found fishing and I I felt it last week. The first time out on the kayak where I just got in the middle of the river and I literally just sat there, no headphones in, no cameras running at that point in time. And just like took like five deep breaths, which were like some of the most relieving deep breaths that I've been able to take in this last year. And it was just because I was right where I needed to be at that time. And that was like the perfect place. And uh, I, I think it's great, again, that you're showing all this. I think there's a lot of people who get a lot more out of fishing than sponsorships and tournaments and all that. Mm-hmm. What they get through social media and the outdoors is us all connecting together. And I think it's, I think it's, it's fucking awesome. I mean, there's been days where I've went out on the water and not taken a rod and reel out. Like yeah. I'll, I'll tell my wife, Hey, I'm going fishing. And it's literally me going out and putting some, uh, Lucas Graham in my headphones or, you know, some Tyler Childers or whatever the case may be. It's literally going out and sitting in the middle of the lake, putting spot lock on, listening to some music, finding myself in the moment. Uh, because there's so many moments we don't take the time to appreciate. I, I can't uh, you you more of a man than I am because I can't go out on the water without <laughs> taking a damn rod and reel. I don't even like going out on on people's boats to go drink and ski and have a good time and just be. A, 
no, nah, hell no. If I'm going to spend five hours on a damn boat, we going fishing or I ain't going. That shit ain't happening. I enjoy nature. I grew up in nature. I love it. I The, the serenity of it. But go, kind of going back to what you said about finding your happiness, mine is going out there and not catching a fucking thing and screaming and cussing and hollering at myself. That That's a good time to me. And my wife still to this day does not understand. <laughs> Would you catch anything? I was like, fuck no, I didn't catch anything. Bunch of catfish or nothing. And she's like, well, why? So I enjoy it. It was fun. I had a good time. That's, that's, well, my, and, that's and, my serenity. So I told you, Paul, as I was explaining to y'all a minute ago, you know, I, I, I've recently started taking the wife out with me. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, she, she didn't quite like, she'll ask me, hey, how was your day? Oh, it was shitty, but it was great. What, what, what do you mean? I was like, well, I didn't catch any fish, but I had a hell of a good time. There you uh, go. Now, now she is starting to understand that a little bit because she's actually going out there and she's doing some fishing. And, and there's days where she doesn't catch a fish and she's learning, but she understands, mm-hmm. she understands what it does for me mm, yeah, <clears throat> like she'll it. go out there and watch me fish and she's trying to learn she'll go out and watch me fish and realize that it's not it's not for me it's not necessarily about me catching fish mm-hmm. on the tiktok you know we we know you through tiktok primarily you got a little over sixteen thousand <laughs> followers on there what's what's been your catalyst for growth on that platform um, I'll be honest with you. I had one video, um, and it, it's unfortunate, but I guess it was it was it was a game for me. It, it is social media sex sales? Yeah, and there was a, there was there was there was a young lady on there who like had her boyfriend or whatever the case may be. Of like, she's standing there in a wife beater, and he pours a a gallon of fruit punch over her, and now she's got a wet wife beater on that's dyed red with her nipples hard. <laughs> which is great you know i'm not mad about it but 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 again could could you tell us could you tell us a life story that could have been just as impactful so i so i essentially on tiktok i i mean i do edit the video it's there it's still it's still available in it and like uh it started off it was it was kind of weird my, my phone just kept dinging overnight 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 and i wake up the next morning I had like three hundred sixty thousand views <laughs> and I'm like, well, um, maybe they'll like the rest of my content. If they don't, yeah. they follow me now, so fuck them. <laughs> Bitches, y'all here now, so here we go. I mean, unless you take the time to go unfollow me, you're locked in and I'm getting paid, so fuck it. <laughs> I, I think it's weird when, when you hear about guys that popped off off that one video and i, I do think it's kind of cool that you've transit where you basically kind of said like hey that's not what i want to put out you put it out but i mean we all got to do that and so i've seen the video you didn't do it and it's not like you spam that video a thousand times right like yeah. you put the video up there right and then everything else is like on quote unquote brand for you. Um, but, but I yep. think it's really weird when like you see one just like pop off and you talk to people where, and it, it, I, I love how you said it. You're like, well, I mean, they're stuck with me because a lot of times that is what it is, right? You'll, you'll get that one that pops, you'll get a huge growth on it and that's great. And, uh, but then you're going to do the real stuff. Well, the, you know, oh the, the God, funny Alex, thing for me is like everybody recording in a virtual six right now. <laughs> 
there was a there, there was yeah, a bunch of comments yeah, that are like, oh, well, you were just using that video for cloud or blah 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 blah. I, I wasn't. I really wasn't. I mean, I have a I have a daughter that's soon to be sixteen. I mean, I wasn't. I don't want her doing that shit. Like, <laughs> tell a yes. story, you know. Yeah. But look, if those idiots that saw my video want to go out and follow me and now my shit pops on their for you page and I get monetized for it and I can still tell a positive story and, and we can grow the, the community, the sport, uh, positivity, uh, suicide awareness, veteran awareness, mental health awareness. If we can grow all that because of one video, one video where I kind of downplayed the need for sex on social media, then then I'll take it. There's, but there's where part of the entertainment side comes in for, for, for social media. You, it's just, to me, it's tapping into the entertainment side. We talk about on this podcast. This podcast is an entertaining, is an entertainment podcast. It just happens to be in the fishing or an outdoors realm, but it's, it's entertainment driven. That's what we're here to do is make people laugh, have fun, have a good time, sit back, relax, talk shit. The social media side of it in the fishing, I don't I don't like to consume the content that doesn't doesn't have some entertainment mixed in with it. Fishing sure, straight sure. social media, just straight fishing. I watch it, I enjoy it until I don't. But those folks that are peppering in entertainment in there, their or their fails or fuck up uh, on the water, like that's the shit that I like. Again, it goes back to what I said before about the realness of it. Absolutely. I like that entertainment side. And I think Alex, Alex got me into TikTok. He kind of pulled me in screaming, kicking, you know, beating him, beating his head against the wall. I got into it and I'll tell you, it's been the most enjoyable platform I've been on because of that, because of the entertainment side. I, I like how the videos are typically put together, but I can go get my fishing content in and go get my entertainment content in. And then I got my, my folks that I can get, go get both. Yeah. No, I, right. I think as a whole, it's a, it's even a more, it's even a more like intimate platform. Like the engagement Instagram has turned into this like disgusting thing of where it's like 9,000 bots comment first before anybody else gets to, <laughs> yes. um, right. Like it, it's just become this huge circle jerk. And, and it's generally shuffled out. Like even the people that you want to see it, Alex, they're not oh, seeing yeah. it because of the bots, yep. because of the bots. Yep. I mean, it's like bot, 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 bot. And then like, like you said, after a thousand views of a bot, then you might have one real person, but, but it's blowed out because of that. Yep. No, it, it, it's bad on that. And it, the rawness, I'll, I'll tell you what, I made a TikTok video three days ago. I put a lot of work into this thing. I did some great editing uh, I, I downloaded the song that I knew that I was going to use to edit it perfectly to it. It got trash fucking views because yep. TikTok wants realness and not saying that. Raw. Right. They want raw. They want like, just like, I, again, like we, we had a lot of success when I was in Cali off doing a simple video of like my face with a long text of like what I was feeling that day with a song. Right. But it, it's a raw kind of deal it wasn't it, it, it's it's a whole different animal and uh I, I i enjoy tiktok i'm barely on instagram basically enough to um basically enough to like you know meet my requirements hold on i got an update from sure. mandy harper just scored a home run two zero harper just scored a home run two zero thank you sweetheart yeah. 
Sorry. Go Phillies. Uh, yeah, go, go Phillies. Phillies. <laughs> go, I'm not a Philly fan, but the hell with anybody that cheats at anything, they can all suck a dick. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, hey, yeah, so so I think uh, TikTok is unique in that it's like, especially in the outdoors, like it's very raw. Like it's very much like people don't want over-stylized. But if you're going to yes. over-stylize, you got to go way over the top. Drone footage, all this other shit. Hey, yeah. I have. I a mean, quick, you, if you, hold on, Keith. Hold on. I got a quick interruption for uh, a PSA. Mm. I have just found twenty-five ounce Bud Light Platinum <laughs> Seltzers, eight alcohols, twenty-five it's ounces, twenty-five ounces, and y'all know what? There it, it is. It's been cracked open. So if y'all if y'all want to get into into having delicious alcohols without the tummy problems. Go get you a Bud Light Platinum Seltzer. This is a blood orange, eight alcohols and 25 ounces, a.k.a. one pint, nine fluid ounces, or 740 milliliters. Is this what you've been doing when I'm gone? No, this is probably the first fucking <laughs> beer or beverage that has been cracked on the podcast <laughs> since you've been gone. And I got hate I got hate messages about not talking about beer. And you didn't even do it on your first time back. Well, if it does you any favors, Paul, I'm drinking a Jack Daniels and Mountain Dew, so or multiples of those. <laughs> well, but that's, uh, that's delicious, but uh, the 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 liquor um, makes my gout act up, and so I I can't do that. I need to lose some weight, and maybe the gout will let me drink a liquor drink here and there a little bit more better. Understandable, understandable. But yeah, Alice, you were talking. You know, we're talking about TikTok. Uh, you go look at my TikTok, and it's all. Uh, you know, I was singing to a fish the other day to a song that I love, and I still screwed up the words, but it was wrong. Got a bunch of views. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a TikTok on there of me. There's TikToks on there of me begging Jake Paul to let me whip his ass. <laughs> like I would give my other testicle away to get to whip Jake Paul's ass. But <laughs> no, I think it's uh, the the platform is probably one of the realer ones that I've seen. It's, it, yeah, the more I've learned, the more you stay raw. The minute you start editing videos and trying to cut in stuff and trying to mm. just 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 be you. Like if you miss a hook set, post it. Yeah. You catch a monster, mm-hmm. post it. Uh, you're having a shitty day mm-hmm. and you're in your feelings and uh, the Viagra wasn't working, post it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because eventually the algorithm is going to find somebody and there's so many people on it. And there is in the outdoor realm, there's so many people who want to see somebody just do cast the catch. They want to see somebody give tips. They want to see somebody talk about off the water. You know what I mean? You just got to find a <laughs> niche and then just focus down on that. They still want pain there's- and suffering. Yeah. They want oh, sure. social media. Oh, social media wants pain and suffering. People oh, want to watch that shit. And that's hey, I just made a stupid ass video, it's like seven seconds long, a week or two ago, uh, looking at a, it was one of my y'all look videos, and it was a Captain Crunch box. And that bitch is like seventy six thousand views. What really? Yeah, yeah. Why did you put that on I the Bastard Bruce? I've told you, I'm trying to grow my personal one so for business purposes in the future, so I can start going live for my business. I feel like uh, do it or stitch it, Alex. God, I'm going to stitch it now, and it's going to be like media accounts. 
you you barely ran any when I was gone. Because I'm working on my business one. Because the only reason I can sit here in front of this damn thing at night and you know be allowed to is because my business makes money. All if right. that don't happen, I ain't gonna be fishing, podcasting. You know, I'm probably gonna be out there damn selling tin cans I pick up offside the road. Keith, do you do uh, YouTube as well or no? Uh, so me and a buddy, Blake Power, uh, we, we have a YouTube channel, 2KB Outdoors. And here's the problem is we both like a lot of bourbons. <laughs> and so um, I think we, 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 we have a great plan to have this magnificent YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. The problem is, and, and, and I was actually just about to tell you this, the problem is everybody wants, I've noticed on YouTube, it has to be successes. Successes, successes, successes. They want to see if you're in if you're in the fishing community. They want to see you catch these damn ten pound, you know, eight ounce large mouth bass that are like twenty five. Listen, guys, it just doesn't happen like that, okay? Unless you're some of these names, and I'm not going to mention them because I'm trying to be. You said no race, religion, or politics, so I'm not trying to get into hating anybody, but I hate those people. Alex Damn Rudd. it, yeah. appreciate Alex those Rudd. English fish. Right. <laughs> Alex Rudd. We hate Alex Rudd on this show. You're right. Appreciate. <laughs> we love Alex Appreciate. Rudd. Appreciate those eight-inch fish. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and show, show, show when you're out there in 107-degree temperature and it's like you caught one fish in 12 hours and it's nine and a half inches long and you enjoy it. Like, nobody wants to see that shit. That, but people Nobody does. That, that doesn't that doesn't touch somebody's emotions. Correct. They don't give a fuck how hot it is in an eight inch fish. Like that doesn't no. touch an emotion. That doesn't that doesn't excite them to go out and fish. What excites them to go out and fish is the possibility that they have lily pads in their pond and that they can go throw a frog and maybe catch an eight pound bass. That excites Or them. maybe they paid or maybe they've paid uh, $1,500 to go get waypoints for a tournament that's going to pay them $500. i am good with that. You know, that's not me. What you're going to see with me is me all the time. I am me 100% of the time. I have figured out a way. If you want to touch on somebody's emotions, I have figured out uh, that if you do YouTube shorts where you take a fish release, but you reverse it, <laughs> and you How put in that- the title, catch a fish without a lure, People get fucking pissed. How how did this all of a sudden oh, yeah. become a yeah. big deal? Because y'all been doing those reverse releases for at least a year. I so I went back through all my footage. Right, I I've literally been doing reverse. All right, we're gonna let the cat out of the bag here. I'm not a fucking fish wizard. What I do is I reverse the fucking <laughs> video and I put it out as a joke two and a half years ago. And I just put a couple on YouTube shorts and I put one and I had this lady, I'm trying to look up the comments. She was fucking mad. She started talking about how I'm not a real wizard. Uh, <laughs> this has to be reversed. I'm out there faking like I'm a wizard. She said she was going to give a curse on me because I'm not a real wizard. And then <clears throat> two days ago. So honestly, being the good social media person that I am, I saw that this got a lot of traction that short got like 5,000 views in an hour. And I've fucking been releasing them every day since then. New ones. Taste that and, cloud. Uh, Taste this that other cloud, guy, boy. this guy's from. Lu- so this guy from Louisiana is just like, you're, you're doing this for attention. You know that, right? And I was like, 
Well, yeah, everybody yeah. on YouTube is doing YouTube or even any social media for yeah. some kind of attention, right? We don't do it and then keep our account on private and not send it out to everybody. We want people to see these things. We like it when people uh, appreciate our craft or the funny joke we made or whatever it is, right? Like, that's kind of the whole fucking shtick. But this guy was just fucking so mad. And it's one of those cases of uh, I, we had a talk with the most hated person on the show, Alex Rudd, where he talked about how, like, these people that interact with shitty comments, like, all it does is drive your... Mm-hmm. Like stock in the algorithm, right? Like oh, any, absolutely. Right? CPMs. Every every yeah. negative comment, CPMs. Yep. Yeah, it, it, but you, what you get is you you get people going back and forth. Yes. Yep. And, and every time they so come, you guys want to get if you guys want to get big on YouTube Shorts, uh, so, so I've gained like fifty subscribers in three days off these stupid fucking videos. Um, I don't know how the long-term strategy on that's going to work right now. I think it's funny because uh, some Russian guy just said, what are you, the devil? Or is that in reverse, you liar? I had to hit the translate. <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you asked about my, <laughs> you asked about my, my YouTube channel. So my, my most popular video ever on YouTube got deleted by YouTube for violating community standards. Kind of like now, I mean, I caught what was five ounces short of the state record spotted bass. Okay. Eight, eight pounds, 10 ounces was what I caught. 815 is a state record for a spot. And I like, like I'm, I'm ecstatic. It's like, it's like a full video. And I hold this giant spotted bass up and I kiss it. And then I, full video, I kiss it. I release it. And I'm thankful for it. Well, <laughs> Again, we're chasing those those clicks, right? So the title was New PB Does Your Wife Like to Be Kissed Like This? <laughs> um, within within about within about thirty or forty five minutes it had like I don't know, 1,800, 1,900 views, and there were some 70 comments on it. And this one guy kept commenting, leave my wife out of this. And I, I just kept delete. I was like, what the, what the fuck, dude? This was, I mean, really, guy? I mean, we're talking five ounces. If I put it, I, it was close enough, I probably should have put it on an official official yeah. scale. Yeah. And I'm like, like look, guys, so I delete your comment, delete your comment, delete your comment. Finally, finally, he comments, and I was tired of my phone going off, and I was like, well, look, dude, ask your wife to watch the video and ask her if she would like me to come kiss her like this. That's what gotcha. That's the one that gotcha. Yeah, I got, I got it. Uh, it got deleted, like, I don't know, some some eighteen or 19,000 views within a 24-hour period, and it got deleted Damn. for bullying. Nice. Hey, you should have just took that bitch home, filleted it, fried it up, and ate it. You, it'd have been viral, viral, viral. State record oh, yeah. in a fish taco. Yeah, second yeah, largest. Then Peter, yeah. Peter would own my ass. Oh, <laughs> but I think it's really funny. Like the people. So so far, this conversation, we've been talking about real stuff, right? And I think it's funny when people, when there's obviously there's a place in all of it, and you've got a great spot in it. Again, everybody, go follow him on TikTok. But like this real rawness to it, right? But sometimes it's okay to be fucking silly too. Yeah, like sometimes yeah. it's we don't have to take everything so serious. And then what happens is we get these like 
these fun police show up in their fucking SWAT cars and just kill all of it. Like it's not even well, the fun police. It's it, it it's the fun National Guard. They show up. What I call it is what I call it, Alex, is the morale suppression team. <laughs> so there like every commissioned like officer, I got you. Yep, um, yep, yep. No, yeah, it's I, I just like I don't know. It really hit me on this, but then you're talking about like you you were having a good time, like, but you had a serious side on another platform, which I like. You should get back into YouTube. If I, I tell everybody, got to be multifaceted, right? Not that I'm an expert. Ramon tells me that uh, you should be multifaceted, <laughs> but uh, you should be multifaceted, right? Uh, and it's good to have different content on different platforms because that makes the whole Matt Pangrak uh, hub wheel method. Hub, hub spoke wheel. Sure. Right? But then when there's fucking fun police that just ruin it. I don't know. I, I mean, to Louis, I'm, I'm going to find him real quick. I, I want to give him a uh, personal shout out, uh, this dickhead. Go ahead, Paul. I'll let you know what I find him. The thing, the thing about the social media and the negative comments and that stuff like like that, you should be making videos that get people to oppose your view. That is, I that's what I see in a lot of these videos since I've been heavier into TikTok. Is some of the folks that I follow and see on my for you page. Some of them that I I don't even follow, but they pop up on my for you page all the time their content is generating opposing views good bad ugly all the bullshit that comes with it but they but what they're getting both sides they're not just getting a bunch of people that agree with them give them you know smiley faces and thumb up emojis and you know i love your content there's conversations that happen if you go look down their comments there's a comment with 20 replies under that comment and then, then there's the next one it's those opposing views are what really are driving the folks that I see a bunch of, specifically who I don't follow, but that show up in that for you page. They have they have they have that argument in the comments, and you know there's something to that. So you're yeah, creating but it's some gotta content be that has helpful. some controversy, right? I yes. don't have to be fucked. No, nah, it's just create controversy, pain or controversy. I'm going to throw controversy in with pain. Look. Put a hook. Put a hook you can add ear. negativity to that. Yeah. Put a hook you can in what? your ear and, and see what the add, hell happens. Add negativity to that. What, what's three things everybody wants to see? Opposition, pain, negativity. And yeah. boobies. That's that's what that's what fuels social media. And whether it be well, boobies is number one. That's clear cut. But yes. none of the three of us can show boobies. They're not that great. Uh, well, I have both shown them before. Yeah, I have. Those I mean, are I've shown mine too. I've shown mine on this show too. Shit. Th- well, those are movies. Right. Movies. <laughs> movies are different. Hey, well, hey! Before I forget, because okay, before ahead, I forget, huge shout out to Louisiana hunting and fishing. Uh, you have zero videos on your account, um, but yeah, go fuck yourself, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to have fun. Making a reverse fish video that looks like I caught it with my hand, but it's obviously fucking reversed. And uh, you are the captain of the fun SWAT team. Enjoy your promotion, sir. Thank you for your service on making the internet shitty. That's uh, all right, Alex. Louisiana Alex. fishing and hunting. Alex, 
go buy a wizard costume with the big tall hat and a fucking wand and start making real wizard videos, at least one or two. Yo, it's somebody, they're gonna be somebody cheap. Would shit the bed. They're gonna be cheap, right? Because Halloween just passed. Yo, oh, it's fucking happening. I'm gonna be in that kayak, my old town kayak, in a full wizard getup to just troll Louisiana fishing and hunting. I don't want to be mean. Everybody go watch his videos. He has none because all he does is uh, bring bullshit to the situation and never creates. So he can go fuck himself. Now, now, Alex, is that a is that a just fuck himself or is that fuck all himself all the way off? No, no, I don't we... know him that well. I don't know him that okay, well. Just, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fuck just his to job. fuck himself. Yeah, well, right. I mean, his Got job it. is the fun, the captain of the fun SWAT team. You Got know. it. Just wanted to clarify, you know, wanted to clarify for anybody that was maybe had some misunderstanding how you felt about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's get into. Uh... <laughs> All right. So uh, so you're fishing out of the kayak. What, what would you say your strengths are in the kayak fishing wise? Getting a tan, dude. I mean, <laughs> Best thing I mean, ever. shit. No, um, uh, so my strengths, my strengths are, are, I'm a finesse fisherman. So like everything is uh, also being in the Navy, I'm a 2d sonar freak. I find fish on sonar that most people think are like grass or rocks. Were you uh, catching? Uh, I was an electronics technician. So, but I was dual qualified. So I was an ET. I was a comms tech by trade, but I was a sonar secondary. Gotcha. Uh, so I got to spend a lot of time in, in the uh, in the bubble with yep. with sonar techs and and learn a lot about two D sonar and graphing and stuff like that. Um, so that is my niche. Now I have a I, I find fish and I can put them on a pattern, but this year apparently is I've learned that finding those fish is not a good thing for me because I have not caught very many of said fish. Are you uh, so f- finesse? What what's your top three as a finesse guy? And well, so it's important what you say because I think a lot of kayak guys, no matter what, we're finesse guys one way or another. Because there's no way we can cover the amount of water about uh, a full boat's going to do. Uh, so uh, shaky head and a June bug, uh, shaky head and a June bug red, and shaky head in a black and blue. All right, that's, that's solid. All right, <laughs> man. Uh, I mean, a I, man after my own heart on the colors. Uh, maybe not a listen, shaky head. But uh, I, I commit. I commit to fucking up fully. Like, like I, I like. <laughs> if I have, if I have three rods, they're all going to have shaky heads, and then I, everybody around me is going to catch fish on everything else, and I'm gonna be like, well, I mean, I don't know why my shaky head didn't work. Well, are you throwing this shaky <laughs> head? Are you throwing this on uh, casting gear or spinning? Because I feel like that's another uh, divide in folks. Uh, so. A little backstory to when I was in the Navy and why I had to get out. I, um, I've had two partial shoulder replacements. Forgive me. I'm refilling my beverage. Um, <laughs> don't worry. Your light, your lighting is so wonderful. We can't see a fucking thing you're doing. So do whatever. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And they, they do not pay me. They do not pay me because if they was, I would probably be in the same shitty hobby that Paul's in. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, well, you know what, you know what, you know what, you know what, that's all I got to say. Yeah, well, um, 
No, so um, shaky heads, man. I, so I, I throw them in trees up off the bank. Um, I throw them in every conspicuous area that I probably would never catch a fish, like on top of a dock, um, on the pontoon of a pontoon boat. You know, the places, ding, ding. the places, the only places that flying fish would catch them is generally where I throw all of my baits, all and of them. And then you drag them in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I mean, this it's the it's the bloop when the shaky head hits the water that makes them bite. Are you throwing that on casting or spinning? Casting because I have again. Uh, I guess we missed that. I've had two shoulder replacements, so um, <laughs> your drink. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I did get to the important part. Um, yeah, so uh, spinning, spinning, spinning technique used to be my thing. Uh, after two titanium shoulder replacements, it is no longer. Anything I carry on my kayak. Are you uh, so, so? Can you go over the rod for that? So shaky head something. I've never fucking caught a shaky head fish at all, right? Ever, and that's supposed to be like the easy ticket, right? Throw shaky head. That's what a lot well, of folks say. A lot of people say Ned rig, but to me, Ned rig is like catfishing. I, I don't have the patience for that either. Too boring. <laughs> um, Too boring. Shaky head. I, I'm throwing it. Usually, it's on a. I, I either have it on a seven six medium or a seven six medium heavy, um, you know, 12, 12 pound fluorocarbon. Obviously, it sinks, um, and I, I use ducket rods. Uh, ducket guys, if you don't know who Ducket is, Boy Ducket's right here from the great state of Alabama. Um, and every rod company, I'm not going to knock anybody's rod company because it's been people catching fish with cane poles for years. Um, but ducket rods to me, I have found them to be the most sensitive. Uh, so I pair a ducket rod with a, with a Wu tungsten shaky head. And, um, I mean, I can tell you generally how many crevices are in each rock. What's uh, the, the size? So, you going one eighth or, or heavier than that? Three sixteenths, three sixteenths, three sixteenths. And, um, I'll use a, a Magnum trick worm. Hell yeah. And so that so Alex led into my question on weights because as you said you'll have three or four you know shaky head rods rigged on. They're all the same weight, or do you have different um, weights for wind depth? <laughs> like, will you experiment with the weight on a given day? I will usually go. I'll, I'll have usually I'll have the three sixteenths is my go to weight, but I'll generally have an eight and a quarter tied on. Uh, and the reason being is just obviously, obviously depths, but, uh, if you're fishing a bunch of rock and stuff like that, you want to size down your presentation so that you're not getting hung up. Uh, but I don't change, I don't change weight that much. I mean, it's literally, it's the true finesse, you know, let the bait sit out there and let it, let the, let the worm do his work. In a Magnum trick worm, do you ever downsize the worm or do you ever go to the stick bait, uh, you know, a, a Cinco style worm, anything like that? Or are you just strictly the trick worm profile? Always a magnum trick worm on a shaky head for me. Mm. You make it. And sick. that's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look, look. I need two colors black and blue and black and blue. <laughs> there you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> we lost. Did he, he drop? He Alex, Alex went to go tinkle. Alex literally sat down, put his headphones on, and Keith dropped. Alex, while Keith is, is logging back on, 
Did you get a new fucking microphone? No, same one. Oh, okay. Why? I thought you upgraded. I thought no. you upgraded and left me over here with the fucking blue. No, no we're going to be upgrading that. Uh, Keith, you're back on. We're going to be upgrading that soon. Yeah, um, total, total side note. Uh, it, it's so fucking glorious to be able to do the tinkle and my sub pump that leads right out to my neighbor's <laughs> shitty yard. Like, like I've done on this podcast for a full year uh, prior to me leaving. Man, that was glorious. All right. No, no, Paul, we're right. going to upgrade. Uh, we're going to upgrade shit. Uh, just a side note for everybody. Uh, we've been rolling in the uh, the huge ad revenue money uh, that we get uh, when you guys go buy T-shirts. And you should go over to the uh, website, go buy some T-shirts. But we are going to be doing uh, both me and Paul. Uh, I got some stuff set aside for us that we're going to be upgrading. So if you guys are better, more pro- uh, blah, 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 a better, more professional product uh, for this shitty show. So. No, Alex is going to be more better and more professional. I'm going to sit back and be debaucherous. Paul, Paul, you're just going to get a portable air conditioner. If I have to see one more TikTok about how it's so hot in your fucking garage. And <laughs> I'm in fucking North Carolina, man. It's about to be so fucking cold in here in the next three months or so. I got to turn the propane heater on to heat it up before we start the podcast and we'll be lucky that I don't pass out from the fumes. You'll be all right. You got the winter now, weight already. You got the winter weight already. Uh, You'll be all right. All right. Let's see. He's got, he's got, he's got that extra being off the boat. He's got that extra, that extra, that extra flubber to keep him warm. But Paul, you're, you're still beautiful, man. You're still beautiful. I, I, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, shit, who, look who at you, man. Gain, I know who else could gain 30 pounds and be this fucking handsome steel. Uh, listen, I've, I've been I've, – I barge in a couple nights a week. I, I've been into a lot of bars. I can honestly say that I've only ever been hit on in one bar <laughs> following, following a dude that got hit on but was gone. <laughs> All the ultimate wingman, then, is what it sounds like. Right, right. Right. I, I am. I'm so ugly, they feel sorry for whoever I was with that they want to go dance with them. Listen, if you guys want to support the show, here's what we do. We're going to set up um, – we're going to restart the Patreon, but the the upgrades will be Paul will go out with you um, and be your wingman for $10 a month. He'll go out with that you is twice a- in a month. Dude, that is a cheap fee, too. I don't. This that's Alex's fee. You got to pay Alex ten dollars because I'm way more fucking expensive than that. <clears throat> I'm the worst wingman. I don't want to be a wingman. Look, I'm telling you, at nine thirty at night, the kids. I went to bed. I go to bed before the kids on most nights. This ain't no damn lie. I go to bed early as hell. I mean, I stay up late as hell for this podcast. But look, this is a one night thing. I, one night a week thing. This all I can fucking handle, bro. I can't. I don't want to do – I got to get up and run a business every morning. I can't be all fucking hungover and feeling like shit and, Listen, you know, having having the, the beer doo-doos. Keith, Keith, you might be able to uh, <laughs> to relate to this here. So, since I've been back home, right, uh, like I literally left the ship. They were still mid-patrol in Alaska. And uh, it's the most exhaustive, most exhausted I've been because all I had to do was worry about, like, 
the the folks around me, right? Like, but other than that, like I could go to bed when I wanted to. And a lot of times I had to go to bed early because I had like watch and shit like that where I had to go to bed yeah. super early because I had like four to eight in the mornings, right? But I get home and Amanda's like, Why are you so tired? It's eight o'clock. And I'm like, girl, it, like it's a lot. There's like kids, <laughs> wife, real life, like it's fucking crazy. Absolutely. Ask her for six months. Yeah. It's it's fucking crazy. It's so exhausting. <laughs> My my last deployment, Alex. We we I think I think I've seen the Horn of Africa like thirteen times. Holy shit, that's gnarly. I mean, it was miserable. It was miserable. Like a nine month deployment, and we only circled Africa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I scheduled my shits around the Straits of Gibraltar and the Horn of Africa. That was it. Yeah. That's it's like. I showered in between. I mean, that's all we saw for nine months. So, yeah, I get it. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I pretty much had the same watch schedule for the entire deployment. I had I had the four to eight, and I was double watched because at, on that deployment, I, I had just I had just uh, I just brought E six hadn't put it on yet, so I was kind of stuck in between watches. So one watch was radio, one watch was weapons, one watch radio. One watch weapons. So I had two watches a night yeah. because I was double clawed. And it was literally like I got home from deployment and, 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 and the wife and kids were like, oh, let's go to Bush Gardens. And I was like, no, let's go to bed <laughs> yeah, at two right? o'clock in the afternoon. You know, like, like Jesus it's, Christ. It's really weird because you can have like a full pack day of work, right? Like uh, not this deployment, the one before that, the first one that I went out, uh, we had a bunch of kids on the boat, a bunch of you know, uh, 19-year-olds, E4s, bitching about having to stand uh, the walk you're talking about. We call that the four to greats. That's when you stand, for everybody listening, yep. that's when you stand from four till eight in the morning, and then you have a full work day, and then you stand watch again from four in the afternoon till eight at night. So yep. it's a long yep. fucking day. Um, so because they were complaining about it so much, I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. And they're like, no, you don't have and to God do that. Forbid. You got 19 years in. You don't have to do that. I was like, no, fuck you. I'm going to take it. And I don't want to hear anybody bitch. So I did the whole fucking patrol doing this, this four to great watch. It's atrocious. Worst idea probably in my whole career. <laughs> so you stand, you stand the 48, you stand the 48. And then you have, you know, you have a uniform inspection. You still have all of your calls to meet. You have like, now, for me, for me, it goes, yeah, yeah. I stand four to eight, and then I have to stand in formation at, like, you know, on, on the, the missile deck from, from zero eight to zero eight thirty. Oh, oh, but don't forget the damage control petty officer duties that I have. And don't forget the the normal work day. Yep. Oh, but then I got to be on watch from four to eight. Well, guess what? You really ain't have from, from, from zero nine to, 1600s not nearly enough time to get all of your shit done so when you get off the watch at 2000 now you're you're going to finish up your shit till like 23 yep you know you get two hours of sleep oh it's tough and i was i was the only double clawed et on my ship for nine months way to be a go-getter that'll fuck you every time dude you should have learned I (laughs) i didn't volunteer for that shit I was about to say, because you know what Navy stands for, right? Never again volunteer yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? You never volunteer 
I'm going to tell you what, you can be the hardest working person on a boat, but at some point you got to stop fucking volunteering because they are, uh, it's, it, it's, it's definitely a, uh, I'm sure it happens in the other branches, but I know on boats, the seagoing services, uh, it happens a lot where like, if you're good at something, that command will burn you into the fucking ground to make sure shit gets done because that's what you just got to do because you don't have like a base or anything like that. Right. You're, you're literally when you're on deployment, your house is also your workspace and everything. So you got to make sure everything's safe and, and fine, which is great because the Navy has had some problems lately with keeping their shit safe because they keep running into other boats, unfortunately. Um, so they need to be better with that because they're just burning people out. I mean, I got, I got pretty fortunate. I had a pretty great combo on the boat, which was yeah. my, um, my division officer for both. Uh, combo kind of covered, yeah, I was on a destroyer, so uh, combo covered both. But, I mean, if my combo would have been a tool, Jesus Christ, you know, I mean, I cover whelps, you cover radio, and radio is like 17 degrees. I mean, it's cold as shit in there. Yeah. Yeah. So you go, That's you, where go I from, you go from uh you go from from whips, which is like eighty five degrees because it's a bunch of old men just like discussing how they're gonna blow shit up to radio discussing how they want us not to get blown up. You go from eighty five to seventeen, then you do your regular work day. I mean, pneumonia was a thing, but it was Hollis mm-hmm. cough drop, ibuprofen and band aids. Oh. <laughs> no, the last patrol. So I was, uh, uh, I guess still am, I don't retire quite yet, but, uh, I was a uh, OS in the, uh, in the coast guard. So I constantly sat in that cold CIC consistently and, and we oh, don't yeah. have, uh, we, we don't have the split of radio and combat people in the coast guard. So as an OS, you're a weapons and a com kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Operation specialist. Yeah. So, operation specialist in the coast guard handled everything. Yep. So this not, not this patrol that I just got off of the previous one. We we're in the South Pacific, so I'd be out like smoking a cigarette on the fantail, uh, with like a full like you know fur coat, everything, and it's fucking a hundred degrees out because it's forty degrees in CIC the whole fucking time. No shit. Yeah, it fucking sucks. And the bad thing, Alex, is I had red phone duties. <laughs> Again, I'm the only person on the boat, and so so okay. I, w- I was a, a TS one comms tech, mm-hmm. but I was also sonar because I was on a destroyer, so I, I had both calls. But I, I had red phone duties. God forbid the captain wake up at three o'clock in the morning and change heading, uh, decide an anchor point. I had to be right there. It don't make a shit if I work 17 hours night before. He wakes up at zero two, and he wants to change heading. I have to stand right there by the red phone in case it in case it messes up. Yeah, thank God, because uh, our boats are a little smaller, uh, a lot less people. We we didn't have to deal with uh, the bureaucracy of that shit. Like so, red phone stuff. Like our normal watch would handle that. Like we yeah, didn't have no. to pull a person for that. Yeah, that was me. That was this guy. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> and, I, and, and our captain's dog hated him. <laughs> like man, like man's best friend didn't yeah. exist for him. His dog hated him. <laughs> 
He had a uh, what, what? What? What kind of dog did he have on board? Uh, he, it was he was like a a, a a labradoodle. But look, we we'd pull in the port, or we would we would have something. He'd bring his dog up, and look at that! Aww. Look at that baby! Look at that baby! This is why we'll never make money at this, Amanda. <laughs> we would pull it, so so we would be we would be in port. We'd have a, a like a, a still beach picnic or something at home because we never got those on deployment. But uh, we would have a still beach picnic at home, and our, our captain would bring his dog. And like the whole time, right. the captain's walking the dog. He's like all hunkered down and miserable. And the moment that like I don't know the CMC or or one of us division petty officers would play with the dog fucking fruitful, you know, full of life. The minute the captain was leaving, tail tucked, miserable, looked like he'd been, looked like he'd been starved for eight days. I had he on brought, the first day. Hold up, hold up. Time out. I got a question. He brought the dog on the boat on deployment? Yeah. Well, so our captain would, so, so uh, let me, let me back that up. Uh, anybody in the Navy, and I don't know what y'all's days were, Alex, but so when you're in the Navy, when you're at sea for 45 consecutive days, your 46th day is called a steel beach picnic. And it's supposed to be everybody gets a beer. They do a barbecue on the missile deck or whatever the case may be. Our captain on the 44th day would pull into port and make it a working port. <laughs> what a dick. So we were what never, we were never right. We were never at sea for 45 consecutive days to get our oh, steel beach picnic. Shit. He would wait until he would wait until we were back in Norfolk moored, not on not on underway, not on deployment. And he would call a steel beach picnic on like our day off and require everybody to be there. <laughs> Force morale. What's funny and, is and bring uh, his dog. Who has they- the, the first ship I was ever on, this is in 2003, is a 210-foot small boat compared to what you were on, Keith. But it was a 210-foot uh, medium endurance cutter, right? We had this captain. He was an old-school guy. Uh, he'd already been in 32 years at this point, and he was on his way out. But he had this fucking cat, and this cat he'd bring underway with us. So we'd be out, and it's a small boat, and we were uh, that, that boat was stationed out of Oregon. So we'd sit off the coast of Oregon and do uh, like SAR patrol, search and rescue patrol. So we'd sit and like turn boxes. Yep, turn boxes, but in consistent like 25 to 30 foot seas in a very small yep. boat with this fucking cat. And I, I was a non-rate. I was an E3 at this time. Uh, I hadn't gone to school yet. And I'm sitting there, you know, working the helm, doing the thing. And this fucking cat would come up and like scratch at the back of your legs. I had kicked this cat so many fucking times. Because this thing would just come up Alex. and scratch the shit out of you. No, this thing was mean, but you'd stand your four-hour watch, and then when you're done, it was your job to go over, and then you had to go clean up the, the litter box because this cat just lived on the bridge the whole fucking time. I hated this fucking cat. I <laughs> Like, that was an older, uh, we call it the old guard, because uh, that guy, I think he, he passed, uh, unfortunately, but... That guy was an old school dude. Like he would smoke cigarettes, like on the bridge, no shits given. Sundays were for Irish coffees. Like this guy was out of control. He was a great dude, but his cat sucked. And 
ter- it's terrible. Done. It's terrible sometimes what the junior what the junior enlisted go through. Like some of the side duties you get tasked with, you're like, what in the f- what in the fuck? Yeah, it's uh. So yeah, there is a lot of shitty duties. I I, I do feel bad for him, but then in the you other shitty duty. Shitty duty, but then the other <laughs> side of it is like th- those jobs got to get done, and I'm fucking me. Yeah. I, I I left the boat as a 20 year E6 about ready to retire. There's fucking no way I'm doing that goddamn job. So <laughs> like somebody's got to eat it at some point. But yeah, there are there are some things where you're like, holy fuck, like this is what we're having people do. A, a lot of people think some of the 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 whole job of the military can be glamorous going to sea can be glamorous going to sea is fucking gross one like one terrible thing. it's fucking gross terrible terrible yeah. uh, i was funny story that, and i told you my captain's dog hated him that 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 doesn't put into words everything so we he had us he had us pull out one time and i was anchored in virginia beach now we stationed in norfolk we anchored out in Virginia Beach. I could see my townhouse. <laughs> my wife was standing standing on the porch of our townhouse doing her phone like this with the light, and I could see her. <laughs> and we literally, we literally did nothing for six days, but we were underway to get credit for the ship. Got to get that time in. You got to get the time out. That's, uh, yeah, it's. I will say uh, the Coast Guard was great to me. Um, I don't regret anything. I don't regret any of my 20 years. I am uh, very excited to move past my military service. I'm excited to uh, not be in. (laughs) I'd I'd still be serving if I could. So for for all those that are still serving, thank you very much. I would still be doing it if I could. So is Amanda going to get you a job at the post office? No, they work too fucking much, man. And Mandy does like her routes like 14 miles of walking a day. I was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> here's the goal. I gotta figure out six figures, uh, 40 hours a week, but I only actually work like 10. So only if anybody fans. listening, Sorry, pay picks. only fans. <laughs> pay picks. Listen, only fans. No, that's uh no, she's not uh we kind of talked about it maybe, but I don't think that's I don't I don't look, know what I'm gonna do, to be honest. Look, OnlyFans, your voice, my boobs, your toes. There you go. Can't Done. lose. Done. It's the uh dude trifecta there. We will get Ramon to like make everything work picture wise. <laughs> Nobody'll ever know. I, uh, there was a comment two weeks ago. It popped up when I finally got back to the world. Right. But, uh, the, uh, what, what are we calling Tori now? The Bass and Brews librarian or historian? Which one is it? Historian. Historian, where there was an argument between her and Ramon (laughs) on like what, uh, what YouTube channel we shout out the most, but there was like a little YouTube argument going on about who was right and who was wrong, whether it was like, Catfish Kayak or Ramon's Channel? Uh, I think they're about 50 50. They might be. They might be. But also, Tori started calling it the Babcast, and I'm not okay with that bullshit. Oh, you don't like the Babcast? Yo, we got places to go. People got things to do. They got to shorten it up, Paul. Well, I mean, it is short, except 
when I say bass and bruise because of the elongated bowels, I mean, it's short. You just have to listen to it quicker. All right. Well. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Where are you going? What? Where are you going? Nothing. We're going to move this shotgun around. No, not yet. I got other questions. Okay. We have skipped. We, we have not touched on. Uh, his competitive kayak fishing and the K. Oh Lord, he just, well, he obviously he doesn't like, want to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk he about it. competitive. He, he dropped. I mean, what is he? He got a phone call. That's the problem. He got a phone call or text, and it cuts. He'll it off. be back. There you go. He's back. Oh, he's oh, there he is. Alex, oh. stop it! I'm in charge still. That's not See, me doing that. That's him dropping himself out of the stream. All right. So one of the things Keith Keith is a an avid uh, competitive kayak angler. Uh, you know he talks about like being on the water and the serenity and this and that. But he also is a very competitive kayak angler. Keith, what what made you want to just not fish from the kayak but get into the competitive side of it? Oh well, I mean, listen, who doesn't want to be the best at anything you do, Alex? Um, <laughs> he does not like the competitive kayak fish. I don't. So, Alex, I, uh, yeah. Hey, mute yourself. I know what I hear you, <laughs> well, people. I, uh, I, I found it. I found it comforting to know that I still had that competitive side. Okay. While also doing something that I just enjoy doing. So, I mean, why not do both? Why not have the best of both worlds? No, no, I, I, I get that. Like for me, I did a couple like those monthly KBF deals, right? Like the uh, sure, yep. Uh, and I always felt like I like for me. So like when I go out and fish, I film the whole time, right? So I'm doing a lot of filming to make those shitty YouTube videos nobody watches but me, <laughs> and I don't give a shit. I just like doing that. Um, hey, I give you a thumbs up. I play one minute and then I fast forward through the rest. Sure, yeah, and that's fine. Uh, I like doing the editing and all that shit. So, well, so I'm when I tried to do mine to edit mine, if you like, I've already told you, I'm back home now. You send them We're over. We're doing buddy. that shit. You're getting every. You're getting all 16 gigs of fishing shit per day. I go 16 gigs. So the latest video, just behind the scenes, was 160 gigs because it's two camera views plus the external audio. Like well, 16 gigs, no problem, Bo. I got you. Good, then great. You make you make my shit famous. But no, I like doing yeah. that side. So I felt like with the competitive, it got in the way of the creative. Uh, I guess. All right. So let me so let me ask you this, Alex, and, and yep. this will kind of answer Paul's question and maybe help you solve yours a little bit. Is everybody? If you've ever played a team sport in your life or any kind of sport, whether it be individual, I mean, I, I, I've been. I've, I've bowled competitively. I'm, I'm a competitive billiards player. I played, you know, four sports through high school. If, if you have that competitive gene in you, mm-hmm. um, having it on film is that much better. And here's why: is yeah. because people are going to see, people are going to get to see the highs and lows, the ebbs and the flows, um, your goods and your bads. Um, yeah. And a lot of people use that as an educational tool. A lot of people use this entertainment tool. They want to see your failures. Uh, some people want to see your successes, but but the adrenaline rush. I mean, just just knowing, like, if you're out there fishing, 
competitively and you're down to the last 20 minutes of, of, of your competition time, that next hook set could be the one. Mm-hmm. And it's always chasing that adrenaline rush. It's always chasing. Yes, that's it. It's it's that that adrenaline, that endorphin rush you get, that shaking. Like, I mean, you catch a big fish in a tournament, to me, I get excited. It's, I catch a big fish. It's way different. It's way different. There. Yes. And you got to catch it. You got to hook it. You got to get it to the boat. You see it. You got to get it in the boat. And then in the cock world, you got to measure that floppy ass slimy motherfucker on the board. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of anxiety that comes about that. That is sure. that to me, when I put that fish back in the water after I've taken 76 pictures and I gotta find the good one out of them and put it's it back a relief. in the water. It it is a relief, but it's also I'm still shaking. Like I mean, I say it all the time when I catch a big fish, like once every two or three years. I, I say it. And I get that shaking. I've caught bigger fish than Alex has if he combined all his in one uh, one year. But anyway, it doesn't matter. All one thing I got out of this is we got competitive bowling, competitive billiards, and competitive. <laughs> I fucking. I should Thank have you. that this year, I think. And competitive fishing. We'll talk about that. So what I hear is y'all don't be fucking betting Keith Lambert because this man is competitive in the three things that. Motherfuckers will take your money in the blink of an eye. Let, let me explain something to you. I play video games with my kids. I beat the shit out of them and laugh at them and talk shit while I play. <laughs> I, I like I like winning. I love to win. Yeah. But I hate losing much more. Yeah. Now yeah. to flip that, to flip that, and this is something that everybody needs to start kind of taking into it. I've never lost at anything in my life. Nelson Mandela once said, and again, not to break the rules, but Nelson Mandela said, I've never lost. I win or I learn. Mm-hmm. And so my, my competitive bug, I have a four-year-old at home. He wants to play rock, paper, scissors. He's learning that stuff in pre-K. I get tired of losing his ass. I throw a TNT dynamite in there. He can't beat that one. <laughs> he can't beat that one. Winner, winner. And then, I, then I dab on his ass and talk shit. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, never. Uh-uh. Well. my just the competitive with, nature. My thing with fishing is I love to fish tournaments. That is, that is why I got into kayak fishing. The sole reason I got into kayak fishing. When I wanted to start back fishing, I looked at, at, at getting into one of the local clubs around here. The good ones, at least that I found at the time, did not allow non-boaters because non-boaters are a uh, pain in the ass and a lot of times can be pieces of shit. And I remember I had met a guy that had this tricked out 12-foot PA on the ramp, had his number, talked to him, talked to a couple other people, and got into kayak fishing because we had two local trails. That was the reason I got, because I wanted to fish competitively, but I don't give, I don't give a shit about trophies. I don't give a shit about the giveaways at the way in. I do not care. I want to go fish tournaments to win money. I would rather have a $5 extra payout than getting some kind of trophy or award at the end. I want to fish. Absolutely. For money. Absolutely. That is, that is my whole mindset with it on the competitive side. 
And next year, I've, I've got some buddies that I've met over the last couple of years that do some of the local team trails that I'm hoping to maybe fish with. But again, I want to go fish those boat tournaments to win money. I mean, that is the goal of me going out there. That is what drives me. That's what excites me. That's what gets me going. I don't give a shit about of any of the other stuff. I want to go out there and I want to win and win money. It's that simple for me. And you know what? People are like, oh, you know, whatever. That's a bad blah, blah. I don't, whatever the fuck they might say. I don't know. But I don't give a shit. That's why I want to fish. And that's why. I Again, this is it. like one of the greatest sports ever because it could be anything that you want it to be. It could literally, mm-hmm. if you want to Ex- do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. It can be whatever you, 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 you want it to be. You can fish. You can meet new people. You can fish for the plastic trophies or you can fish for those checks. It can be anything you want it to be. Exactly. Anything you want to be. Great point. Yes. I tell, I tell you why I do it, though. He says he does it for money. I do it to make a positive impact. That's it. Well, well thanks for That's throwing it. me under the fucking the hey, bus listen. to make yes. me look like shit. Fuck you, Keith. This is my podcast. You, you well, take, listen, no, Paul. No, mate. You, you take your, your – <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If, if, I make, if I make money, if I make money for my family, that's a positive impact. <laughs> yeah, but okay. we all know ain't nobody make, make, making no money fishing. I'm going to spend way more than I'll ever make. Well, I mean, it's probably because me and you were fishing and not buying locations. So there's a difference. There is a difference. Um, you know, I mean, um, but I, I do it to make to make a positive impact. Yeah. Honestly, guys, I mean, listen, am I a good angler? Yes. Could I be better? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But what footprint am I leaving on on people and the sport at the end of the day? That's, that's what I ask myself. Yeah, I like that. my drive is to win. I don't. I don't talk a lot of shit. I mean, I'll kind of. I'll mess with folks, but in the end, I love coming to that. That as I call it, when Benny was on the LinkedIn, because we ain't weighing no fucking fish in the cock. We're us a LinkedIn. When we come to that LinkedIn, it's it's hanging out. It's talking to the folks that I know, asking people how they did. You know, learning a little bit of how they fished. And it's the new folks that were out there. I, I mean, to me, I love that part of like I love meeting people. I talk to a brick wall, talk to ears off of Billy Goat, getting to meet new people and talk fishing. I mean, this is why I love this podcast. Why I haven't missed a fucking week since I came on is because I love to not only talk, but when you can get me to talking fishing and we get people on this podcast, that's what we're here to talk about. So, you know, that's I love that whole aspect of it. The competitive edge or the competitive reason is just that. That's that's why I'm there. That's what I want to do. But at the end of the day, I love to to wind down after a tournament and talk to folks, just like you and I did, Keith, going and grabbing we, a couple beers. I had a great time. And, and, and so, look, you fished the KFL this year. You know, this past weekend we had the KFL Championship, Kayak Fishing League. Uh, it was on Lake Chickamauga. Do I hate that my team wasn't competing for that trophy and that ultimate check? Absolutely. But I got to get out there on the water Saturday, no rods and reels, no gear, me, my motor, my phone, and I got to do I got to be a video guy for the KFL championship. And oh, nice. I, I followed two I followed the two of the guys that ended up being on the winning team for it. And sitting back, I, I got to watch other anglers attack areas that maybe I felt like was a weakness for me. 
Mm. And you can bet your ass the next time I'm out there fishing, it will no longer be a weakness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, That's good. You know? It, so you fish the KFL. Do you do any of the local club tournaments, uh, any national trails? What have you done this year, and what are your plans on the competitive side next year? Uh, so this past year, I fished one Hobie. Um, I fished the KBF National Championship along with four other KBF trail events. Uh, I fished KBBT brackets, which Greg Nozar, who runs the KFL, also runs KBBT. Uh, we have a couple of local clubs here in Alabama. I fish all of them. Next year, my goal is, and again, I talked about being, you know, doing this for growth and all that, but growth could mean growth for my family's pocketbook too. I, I plan on fishing full time next year. Okay. Uh, wow. Now that being said, that being said, it will depend on uh, being able to pick up some sponsors. Um, probably getting a new kayak because you know <laughs> we're. We're in it. It's probably going to be a Hobie, honestly. Uh, Alex can go, can go lick the bubble gum off underneath the desk at the high school. Well, I think <laughs> it that. Out. It's, um, it's about aesthetic needs. Uh, you're not going to find a kayak that has better presentation as far as cockpit space, storage space mm-hmm. than a Hobie. There are problems with every kayak that's in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, period. Uh, I love my old town. It will have a proper place for it when I move on. Uh, but I'm looking for sponsors for next year. Uh, but I do want to fish full time this year. I didn't fish as hard as I did promoting the sport. Mm. If I fish harder and promote less, you know, I probably have better results in tournaments, but, um, I met a lot of great people this year. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself um, I learned a lot about my wife and my kids. Um, next year is going to be, uh, you know, barring any setbacks, I'm going to fish full time. Um, and and on that, Keith, and on that real quick, you've already got that social media presence that a lot of these folks, these sponsors, the people that want to give you money or, or bait, lures, or gear, you've got a social media presence already. So it's not like you go into them and they're like, you know, if you get your social media up a little bit better, maybe you can already go in with, with a little bit of a, you know, a chip on your shoulder saying, Hey, I've got this following and I've got these fans. And I think that that's for somebody that's stepping into it full time for the first time that sets you apart from somebody that's stepping in for the first time that, doesn't you know doesn't have that following hasn't hasn't invested in their social media it's easy to have that thought because social media i mean it's it's you know the old saying is perception is reality so social media perception is oh you have this following but in reality do i you know and i have to remind myself that sure i'm sure i've got x amount of followers on tiktok or facebook instagram whatever the case may be but but we live in such a, and it's a shitty thing. We live in such a result oriented world where if you're not going out there, I mean, look, I may not go cash a check in every time that I fish, but you're not going to find anybody that's more loyal or more committed to my sponsors than me. You're not, you're not going to find anybody that works harder. First of all, for my family, second of all, for the people that I represent. And I, I would put me, I mean, I would probably put me fourth or fifth on the list of people that I work hard for. Um, 
the, you know, I mean, so I, here's the thing, though. You you talk about ten years ago, it was all about winning in fishing yep. and sponsorship. It was all about winning. Now that's not the case. You can you can get the the product and the money and not be competitive. Now being competitive and good in the social media realm, as we've seen with some a bunch of other anglers, that puts you in a different tier. But you know this you. Especially in the kite world, in in the last podcast we talked about the pies of fishing, and y'all can go back and listen to that episode and what the slices are like. But right now, getting a slice of that pie, you better have some fucking social media content. Absolutely. If your name isn't Jacob Wheeler or Kevin Van Dam or Iconelli or somebody like that, uh, you, you keep it in the kayak world. You, you, you're Christine Fisher, your Drew Gregory's, your uh, you know, your Guillermo Gonzalez, your, your, your Cody Milton's problem is those guys have, and, and I, I, I had a conversation, Paul, with somebody and Alex, you've been in both realms of it now. Okay. But I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they're asking me, what does it take to be successful in what we do? The kayak world, three things. You got to come from money, no money or be pretty. Yeah, that's, Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's the reality we live in. Yeah, I don't come from money. I don't know money. And you ugly as fuck. I mean, listen. <laughs> I mean, I would, I wouldn't buy me a drink at a bar. <laughs> so, um, so you take those three aspects of it, and unfortunately. Then you're back to that whole it's result oriented. If you're not cashing a check once every two or three tournaments, winning one here or there, you're not making the type of impact in, in the kayak world that sponsors want to see. I disagree. I disagree because there are people that I know who win, they have results, but the the social media side of it is the reason, and not to say that they don't have sponsors and have stuff but their social media is the reason why they don't have more so you said in in this day and age you have to have both so you said in your comment just there and i i actually agree with a lot of what you're saying right but let's spin it this other way so you said have money no money or uh look pretty right well to get to to get to the second one for you to get to know people who have money means having that social media presence, right? And not, sure. and not, I mean, for folks out there, like we're all, we've all seen it, right? We know the guy who's shilling a pro staff because he's trying to like pad his bio mm-hmm. on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and the only post they do is like, here's a static shot, nothing interesting. Here's a standard, uh, like if you're on Instagram, right? Your standard, I love using blank blank and that's it, Right. Or on TikTok, where it's like, let me show you my gear and here's my discount code. It's going to take for you to get that second one because you can. If you don't have those other two, you can get that second one. No people with money. And how you can do that is just being a little creative. And and you are there. You are setting your own niche with being raw and real about, like, the other side of fishing. Like, again, I kind of referenced it before. Like, there's folks that want to see you jack a fish's mouth, right? But then there's folks that want to know that you can jack a fish's mouth, but they want to know how your day-to-day is. And it's weird. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird to think of like, oh, maybe people actually give a shit about that, but they do. 
And if you can just really hone in on that, that's where you can draw sponsors. Yeah, I mean, you, for sure, you got to find the best of both worlds. Like, yeah, like I'm not saying it's all result oriented, but sure. in, until you find your niche, whatever yeah. your niche is, um, yeah. you know, you you have to have those. I mean, you name, and I say nothing away from any of these anglers because I've been at boat ramps with them, I've camped with them, I've, I've communicated. You know, I'm not saying I'm friends with them. Um, some of the ones I told Paul last week, like, holy fuck, if you have them on this podcast, it's probably going to get a little ugly. Um, <laughs> we, I disagree with the way they do things. Uh, sure. That being said, that being said, it works for them. Yep. Um, do I want to put my name in the same circle with them? No. Well, um, yeah. Well, yeah, but all those things can change, on. though, too. Hold on, Paul. Here's, hold on. Go ahead. They, uh, all this stuff could change. So, like, super behind the scenes, I initially had – so I started the podcast, right? Th- this podcast with, with the you know, the same goals that we do now. But initially, this podcast was supposed to drive my YouTube channel. Like, that was right. the idea of it. And then this thing has spiraled into what it is now, which is wonderful. And now it's almost the opposite. So no matter what you're doing, like, it could change in, like, six months. And I, I, mm. I, I don't want folks to feel like – I mean, in my opinion, that like if you're not getting traction now, if you're not getting seen now, that you're never going to be seen or get that traction. Got to stay hungry. Got to stay yeah. hungry. Got to stay hungry. I'll say this. I'll say this, and I know we need to start wrapping it up and get the shotgun round. I'll say this, <clears throat> and this is not in the MLF, the BPT, or or Bass. Right? We're talking about the the minor leagues and the local regional level of bass fishing. If you have a social media following, if you have built that, you have a greater chance at getting sponsors and being mediocre and getting people to give you money and gear at being mediocre. If you have a huge social media following versus being mediocre with no social media following, you ain't going to get shit. And now you start stepping up into the point that you aren't mediocre and you start being in that top 10%, now shit gets even more real. Yeah. So again, this this goes and this is this is props to you, Keith, with yeah. what you've done on your TikTok. And this is also talking to other folks that want to get into the fishing industry that don't that want to be fishing in the fishing industry. You create that social media following and then you get into the competitive side of it. You don't have to be great to be able to get a little bit of money, a little bit of product thrown at you. You can be mediocre, but if you have a strong, that top 10% of the social media side of it, you can get that. You can't be mediocre. And, and I'm a great example. My social media, my YouTube, all my shit is just, it's, it's, it's minimal. It's, it's a step below mediocre. My fishing is mediocre. Probably maybe a step below mediocre. I ain't getting fucking nothing. But in general... Like if you create that following, people will give you shit just because you had you had you you finish some local tournaments in the top five or in the money and get your picture on their Facebook page. But your social media content, your following on social media is great. They will give you shit because of social media, and right. that's what that's the props I'm giving you, Keith. Is yep. you have built you've built probably to me that seventy percent of being able to get the sponsors and and the stuff that you want. You've built 70% of it already. You can get them just through the social media aspect. 
Plus, you're also competitive in the tournaments that you do. So right. now you're, you're blending that together, and that's where it's going to go. And it is like, I mean, you know, like I said, it's, it's just, it's ever evolving. The sport we're in, what we yeah. do is, is ever evolving. You've got to, you've got to stay creative. Um, don't get stale. Uh, but the, the most important thing is find the reason you're doing it. And whatever the reason you're doing it is, do it 100%. Yeah. Yep, exactly. You either want to make money or you want to have a good time. It don't matter what it is, whatever the fuck it is you want to do, you do it. And if people have a problem with it, you know, give them a high five, make- a hug, and, you know. I like making reverse goddamn fish videos. There you, you go. go. You're the best with make- Fish Wizard videos. Damn it. I, I mean, wish I could tap into your account and change your name to Fish Wizard. If you want to be a tooth fairy in a meth town, be the best tooth fairy <laughs> in a meth town you can be. All right. Hey, <laughs> do you right, have the Keith. list of shotgun questions or do I need to bring them up? Uh, All right. You need to bring them up. I'm going to remember what I want, but I want to give Keith uh, one. Thank you very much. Thank you for being on my return show. Super appreciate it. Um, we are going to get into the shotgun round. As people know, we've sunk a couple other, uh, people with your answers on this. So I want you to have this opportunity now, if you'd like to shout anybody out, uh, give any, uh, you know. Yeah. Two things or three things real quick, guys. I, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a pleasure, Paul. It was always a pleasure to have met you, Alex. Finally glad to be able to put a face to the name. Um, you guys, if you don't know, uh, you can't tell too much about this. Uh, this is Socks and Cookies. Uh, yes. Go look them Socks up on Facebook, cookies, yes. Socks and Cookies. Uh, they run Kicking Bass for Troops. It is a online tournament organization that sends gift packages to deployed soldiers. Uh, so be sure to check them out. Also, uh, be sure to check out Three Bells Outfitters. Uh, Lauren Fury with Three Bells Outfitters. They sponsored the KFL this year. Uh, not only is she a tremendous person, but that company out of Connecticut, I understand it may be far away from me, but give them a chance. They provide you everything you might need. Kayak world. Uh, the third thing I would like to say is find you and whether you're having a good day or a bad day, make it a day. You've survived every day that's been put in front of you and don't be afraid to talk to somebody. There you go. Oh yeah, man. All right, right, so I'm going to start the uh, the list of questions so you didn't fuck it up. Yeah, it didn't pull up. Okay, don't look at it because I want to see if you fuck it up so I can chastise you. So let's go. All right, start it off, Alex. Shotgun round. You ready? These are going to be, you're going to answer these right off the cuff. I don't want any. uh, Well, it depends on the weather conditions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep, you answer the question. Either we'll enjoy it, we'll chastise you. And we might dive into why your answer sucks. But you have okay. to answer it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You answer the damn question. And, yes, they're loaded, but that's that's what the fuck we're here for. Awesome. Loaded, pota- loaded potatoes. All right. Uh, wacky or Texas? Texas. Oof. Wrong point. Well, Wrong you're pick. fucking this shit up, Alex, right off the bat. I'm gonna go really where going to go where I want. Would you spend more on a reel <laughs> or a rod? A rod. Okay. We don't hear that one very often. Uh, Slow jams or hype music? Fucking hype music. Let's go, baby. Fuck yeah. Hell. Uh, um, 
Have you ever eaten beaver? Yes. Beaver burgers are fucking amazing. My man, look, this man burgers. from Alabama. I guarantee you if it's got fur on it, he done ate it. Shit. And, and, and won't ask questions about it. There you go. <laughs> ask your wife if she likes to be kissed like that. There you go. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got to shave the beaver before you can get to the good meat. Listen, I ate a lollipop with hair on it off the floor many a times in my life. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, y'all got to go look at the duet I just posted before we got on this <laughs> because it fits in exactly with what you're talking about. Matter of fact, Keith, you need to go check that shit out before we sign off. Um, I'll do it. I That's all I remember except for the last one. What am I missing, Paul? Okay, well, we're not going to ask the last one, but how the fuck did you miss all of these questions? Like, you asked all the one Anyway. All right, Keith, Crocs or Flops? Uh, Crocs. Yes. My man. Hell yeah. Yes. Birth, birth, birth control at its best. That's it. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Fuck no. Thank you, thank you. I only expected that from Alabama. I bet y'all don't even know what pineapple is down there. <laughs> only if they're upside down. There, uh, see, there you go. Only if, only if your wife's eating it for a month straight. You, I mean, other way around, other way around, other way around, other way around. Man, see, this is the problem. Alex comes back on, he fucks me up. Hey, in a three-hour session, oh, five two-pounders and one seven-pounder. One seven-pounder. My man, see that's that's the right answer every time. If you answer the other question, I'm gonna have to call you ugly. Do you eat largemouth basses? Yes. Thank you. See, eat wow. the fucking bass. I guarantee you get I will I will fillet up catfish, crappy, bass. And I guarantee you ninety nine percent of the people that eat it wouldn't know the fucking difference. They full nope. of shit. If, it, if, if it's cooked if it's cooked right, it ain't wrong. It, it, bitch, tastes like, look like fish. Kind of like your, your college days back when, uh, you know, you didn't shower. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Alex. Yeah. All right. One so we're on. Nope, 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 nope. One more before you get to go. Okay. Keith, is Alex Rudd overrated or underrated? Way overrated. <laughs> we didn't even we didn't, this is at least i think this is the third one we've gotten overrated yeah. maybe the second one that know who he is that overrated yeah. him. yes we loved love it. it look the reason we asked this question y'all before we get hate mail and shit is alex was on the podcast <laughs> we talked about overrated underrated and he just comes out of blue he's like you know i want to know kind of if i was overrated or underrated and we've asked this question ever since that episode. We yep. have asked this question. And we his, his, amount of, his amount of knowledge and entertainment is great. But then again, be mindful of your place on the pedestal. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but we, we enjoy this question because the what, what has made my heart full is we've had some people tell us that the, I, I didn't know Alex Rudd until we listened to him on Bass and Brews. And I was like... Right? That's a big deal. I like that. That's cool. Yes. All, All right. right. Alex, Alex Nawaga. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. So Alex Nawaga, a.k.a. Swamp Rat Fishing, a.k.a. he's got facial hair and he's growing his beard out to try to chase mine. That's it. All right. So this is the Let's most important this. question. This is going to – It's where if you answer this wrong, we're going to ridicule you 
on here, on TikTok, on MySpace, on Be Real, on everything. So before you you ask this question, before you ask this question, Alex, remember the conversation we had earlier. Opposing opinions makes for clicks. You're right. You're right. So yeah, but this this ain't an opinion question. You're right or you're fucking wrong. There's on definitely this. wrong answers to this question. It's a multiple there's choice. There's way more. Basically. Yes, there's way more right answers, but we have had people that have fucking chosen wrong. Every fisherman loves a good sandwich Angler. of water. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Sandwich fried fried bologna. Mm. Spam sandwich. Oh, yes. And a turkey sandwich. Hell yeah, there we go. Man, my man, fucking spam sandwich. Hell fucking yes. I I think Bailey is in the uh, top. He holds the crown. Like, we've got to get him a trophy with just a toilet because he said spinach. Yeah. But Delirious did say cheese, too. He did say cheese. Delirious gets a bronze he was, for a silver he, medal. Yeah, but he but Delirious said cheese, and he was a little he was a little weirded out why you picked on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Everybody go check him out. Uh, Where can we TikTok? find you on social media, Keith? Uh, guys, you can find me on TikTok at, at BassBoss334. Uh to, uh, on Instagram or, or Facebook, you can look up my name or look up Keith underscore Lambert underscore fishing. Hey, and Again. for guys that didn't understand his Alabama accent, it's Keith Balls, not Balls. It's <laughs> Bass, Bass, Bass and Bruce, Bass Balls, three, three, four. Boss, Bass, balls, balls. <laughs> All right, Alex, thing... you never had to take us that. Hold on. No, wait. so, but real quick. So the funniest thing is this one time I was showing Paul. Oh.